0: Hey there, what's crack a mama friend? <laughs> so funny. Welcome to episode 13, part two of my mini-series, I think we can call it that, on questions I use to help me increase my patience and decrease my frustrations and that mom guilt because I'm a little bit more bearable when I look at things from a different perspective and I don't just say, no, stop, don't, all the time. Can you feel me? (laughs) Last time we talked about viewing those trying moments from the lens of your toddler as opposed to through your own lens as a, shall we say, annoyed parent perhaps, which is hard to do. It's hard to take a step back sometimes and think about how The perspective is different from your toddler's eyes as opposed to through your eyes. Because sometimes your toddler just doesn't know he's doing anything wrong. Your toddler needs that empathy. Your toddler needs that support. Your toddler needs to know that you love them enough to support them, but love them enough to create boundaries for them as well. And... That all comes with practicing empathy and asking yourself those tough questions in those hard moments rather than a simple, my kid is not listening, I cannot stand it anymore so I'm just going to yell. And I'm going to be honest, yes, we all get there as parents and even the most poised parent in the world still gets frustrated at their kids every once in a while. And Just because that happens to you, it doesn't mean that you're a bad mom, it just means that we need to keep trying and and luckily every moment is a chance to start fresh in your your parenting, and every moment is a chance to say, okay, I may have not handled that the best way, but how can I handle it better next time? And these questions are questions that you can ask yourself to help you better handle it next time so that way you can keep that relationship fresh, keep that relationship great during those times when you might slip up. And it's hard, it is hard, but you got this, you can do it. But to recap from last episode, here are the first three questions I talked about to help me practice my patience as a mama. So if you didn't listen to last week's episode, still hop on over episode well, this is episode 13. Episode 12 will give you some nitty gritty details, but here's a summary of it. First, ask yourself, <laughs> Why not? If your toddler is adamant about doing something that might just drive you up the wall, just ask, why not? Why shouldn't I let them do that? What's the harm? Secondly, how would you respond if you were in that situation or a similar situation happened to you as an adult? Would you expect your toddler to react differently than you would react? If not, then think about how you're communicating that with your toddler. Are you gonna snap at him or are you gonna think about it through his lens? Lastly, has your toddler been taught that what he is doing is wrong? And if he has, does he understand and is he able to apply it? Toddlers need lots of practice and lots of patience. It takes like 21 times for a habit to start to stick. So keep that in mind. If he is still trying you or if he is still doing those things you don't want him to do, keep practicing and don't give up. But if he's not able to do that or if he can't apply it, that'll tell you that he just needs to be taught and then that puts things into a new perspective for you rather than just jumping to conclusion that he's just trying to drive you up the wall. All right, now that we're all cut up, let's dive into my last three questions that I asked myself to help me keep my sanity and patience during those moments. You know what I'm talking about? All right, you ready to dive on into episode 13, my next three questions? Here we go hey there mama if you want to raise empowered kids who actually listen while parenting biblically you're in the right place not only does this podcast help you strengthen their spiritual gifts and walk in purpose at a young age but it also teaches you how to parent with intention welcome to the generation on a mission podcast where we focus on fostering our children's leadership skills so they can become world changers hi I'm Michelle Shaw, former classroom educator, turned parent educator, blogger, and podcaster, all while changing dirty diapers, drinking lukewarm coffee, and leaning on Jesus. Grab your headphones, whip out the tata, and start feeding your baby. We've got some learning to do. All right, let's continue on, shall we? Here is question four. If it's something I'm asking my toddler to do, is it a realistic expectation that I have for myself as an adult to do as well? And let me elaborate on this one because sometimes I like to kick up the old standards for my toddler and then I have to remember that I don't even hold myself to the same standards. So I don't let those things go like, Stop biting your nails. Oh, wait, snap, I bite my nails. Can't very well tell my toddler to not bite his nails if I do it too. If I'm expecting him to do it, then I need to stop doing it. Another example, my toddler loves to chew on his straws and his lids to his sippy cup. It drives me crazy because it makes the lids leak and there are teeth marks all over it. And you're like, okay, Michelle, right. Just tell him not to chew on the straw. I could do that, but again, just like I bite my fingernails, which is not a great habit, I totally understand that, but I also chew on my straws and it drives my husband crazy. So I can't hold my toddler to a different expectation than I hold for myself. Again, if I'm expecting him to change his mannerisms, then I need to crank it up for myself too. I can't get frustrated at him when he does it if I'm not holding myself to the same standard. If I want my toddler to practice what I preach, then I need to practice what I preach as well. And I also do this when I'm teaching my toddler manners. And I'm gonna fill you in on a little secret just like I did in the last episode. Here's the secret. The cool part about me is that I'm far from perfect. I am a work in progress, which is why a large piece of my parenting revolves around. Me leaning on Jesus, that's right. He has a way of humbling me and teaching me ways where I can be better as a parent, but it's up to me to take advantage of those moments, you hear? Anywho, we are big on the manners game in my house, and I'm constantly reminding my toddler how important it is to use his manners. And I go about that in different ways, but sometimes I find myself growing frustrated at the fact that he's not using him on his own accord. And again, Michelle, think back to the fact that he's still three and he's still learning and it takes time and needs repetition and he needs patience. But there are instances where I remind him to use his manners and do something a certain way and my husband will actually check me and say, Michelle, is that how you would ask that? Or something along those lines. And I say, touche. You're right, hubby, it's not. So again, I have to constantly reflect on that and remind myself of that before I get frustrated when my toddler isn't acting how I want him to act or how I am expecting him to another example is when I'm making lunch and, and I like to munch on chips which I know is also not another great habit yes I am again far from perfect but my toddler sees me making lunch and snacking on some chips and I'm like oh man he saw me he saw me but guess what he wants to do he wants the snack on a chip too. And I want to say, oh buddy, lunch is almost ready and I don't want you to spoil your lunch. But if I'm hungry, odds are that he's hungry too. So we just get to sneak some chips together. Now if I didn't want to get frustrated at the fact that he wanted chips, then I could be munching on carrots instead and maybe he would want one of those. But again, I have to think about that. How can I substitute this situation to where it's okay so that he can munch on something and it still be healthy at the same time. So again, chips is probably not the greatest example because it's not the healthiest, but I need to change that about myself i need to start munching on carrots instead of chips if i don't want him to get mad because he's asking if he can munch on chips while we make lunch but if i say okay let's sneak some chips together think about how much better that sounds to him than simply telling him to wait for lunch because it's almost ready i don't get privileges just because i'm making lunch or i'm the mom and he's the kid If I don't want him to sneak some chips then I shouldn't be doing it either or like I said I can substitute it for a healthier snack if he wants to sneak some food before he eats lunch. Or like back to my last episode is it really an acceptable expectation to think that my toddler should be able to hold it together when he gets upset or if he's too tired and is having a rough day and it's just one of those days that he's just like happy and then all of a sudden (laughs) things are out of hand and he gets upset because he's just so tired. Is it really realistic expectation for me to expect him to hold it together on days that are like that when on days where i'm like that and i wake up on the wrong side of the bed and i try to switch my paradigm but it's just like oh my gosh everything is driving me crazy and i can't even hold it together when something doesn't go my way how am i expecting him to do the same on those days. I don't think that is an acceptable expectation to think that they can hold it together on those days when I can't even do that myself when I'm tired or I haven't had my coffee yet, which I know is kind of a lousy excuse, but I know you can relate because that's us sometimes as parents. And that's something we have to constantly be reflecting upon if we want to find ways to better our relationships with our kids and maintain peace in our homes. Let's move on to question five. Am I losing my patience because my toddler is just being a toddler? Like, you know, those annoying toddler things, like high-pitched squeals and screams anyone? The answer to that is a resounding yes. I lose my patience all the time when my toddler is being a toddler, and I'll be the first one to admit it. And sometimes a toddler's mannerisms are, well, what? what's a kind way to say not as pleasant to the ears? Like for instance, when he's asking, why daddy, why? After every sentence and also asking it literally after I just answer the question which by the way side note is a good time to turn the tables and say you know buddy why did I say that and here's an example like when I say we're going to eat at grandma's because daddy has been practice tonight not even a minute later he asks why are we going to grandma's house for dinner if I've already answered it I'll respond with why did I say we were going to grandma's and he'll be able to answer with because daddy has band practice. You see, ping-ponging the question back to your toddler is also a great strategy to help build vocabulary and help them learn how to answer questions too. So there's that little fun tidbit in there for you. But there are also moments when my toddler is just being a toddler, like he's playing with his brother too loudly or when he's getting his little hands into everything. And as long as he's not doing something where I can just keep an eye on him and make sure you know he's not digging out my plants or anything or destroying anything then I'll actually just turn my music or my podcast up and kind of tune him out for a few minutes. Still keep my eye on him, but just kind of tune out the, the noise if his behavior is, you know, driving me a little bit on the crazy side. And that situation is more for when he's just playing loudly. But if it's just a situation where he's questioning the living daylights out of me, that's when I have to remind myself, Michelle, he's just three years old. <laughs> he needs that validation and reassurance right now. If he is getting into things, I just have to remind myself that toddler make messes. They explore and messes can be cleaned. Like you know when you go into your room and you're like oh my gosh this room was clean two minutes ago and now there's toys on every square inch. But those messes can be cleaned. But if it gets real rough with my lack of patience I have to dig deep and I just have to think about all the things that I love about him and and the fact that he's a toddler and that he's only this little for so long and I have to let that mindset refuel my patience. Or I also might give him an alternative activity to keep him occupied if he's being loud or he is questioning me or or if I'm vacuuming He's just like mama 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 mama." (laughs) But if I'm not in the middle of something I'll take time to explore with him and use that time to teach him new things or even divert his attention by Offering to play a game or doing something together like for example i was vacuuming this morning and he wanted to build a train and i'm like okay i'm just gonna vacuum one room at a time because he's he needs my attention i still need to get the vacuuming done but he needs my attention so i'm gonna vacuum the room and then I'm gonna sit down with him for five minutes and help him build a train. And then I'm gonna vacuum another room and if he still wants my attention, I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna do something else with him for five minutes. So that way he knows that I'm still here, I still wanna play with him, but I also have to get my chores done as well. But what I've come to find is that it's pretty amazing how taking a break from what I'm doing and giving him attention will help those undesired behaviors disappear. Because sometimes that's all our kids want is our attention. And that's important to remember on those moments when they are driving you up the wall, but the bottom line here is, is toddlers need time to be toddlers, and I have to remember that I can't get annoyed with that just because it goes against my agenda of wanting to hear the high pitched screams, or clean up the mess, or answer all the questions. And that's why I find that I get frustrated, is because I don't, I just don't want to hear. It. It's not on my agenda to hear it. And even though my toddler is being a toddler, I can't fault him for that, and I can't penalize him and and get mad at him because he's just trying to explore and do what toddlers do. So you have to switch that mindset as a mom last question is question six and this is a simple question why not like why but like hey can you tell me why and I try to remember to ask that to my toddler when he's doing something before I yell or get upset when he's doing something he's not supposed to be doing which is essentially called seeking first to understand which happens to be a habit in the seven habits of happy kids by I think it's Stephen Covey which is a great book i highly recommend it but lord jesus have mercy on my soul because this one is difficult for me our first initial reaction when our kids do something like they're not supposed to do like hitting yelling not sharing or putting everything in their mouths randomly which like what i thought we passed that phase but our initial reaction is to what yell or snap but we have to remember that as parents that our kids are doing things for reasons there are reasons behind behaviors and some might be to like legitimately annoy you or test the boundaries but odds are they're looking for attention when they're doing that and again sometimes they may not be able to express that and that's why those behaviors creep up but it's still important that we get to the root of the problem as opposed to covering up with a quick snap that tells them to stop what they're doing. So when my toddler does something I know he shouldn't be doing or when he's already done something that he shouldn't have done, I'll ask him, why are you doing that? This helps him to learn how to communicate, but it also helps me to better understand his reasoning behind why he did something before I just snap at him for doing something that I didn't want to deal with today. Like for instance, instead of snapping immediately at the fact that he threw the toy, I'll ask, hey, why did you just throw that toy? And this is when he tells me I'm frustrated Now, I know as a parent that I need to go through the steps of teaching him to identify his trigger and problem-solve with him as to what to do instead. Now, it does go without saying, I hope, that if he throws something repeatedly at the time, that there will be a consequence and I will take away the toy until he's ready to stop throwing. But I always address the initial offenses with a why, Or I'll ask how something happened. For instance, if words just magically appear on my wall or something just magically has a hole in it. Instead of yelling, I can't believe you drew on my wall. Why did you draw on my wall? Go sit in your room and just don't touch anything while I clean it up. Or even saying, you drew on the wall. We don't do that. I have to remind myself to ask first. Hey, bud, can you tell me how did crayon get all over the wall? Maybe it floated and drew itself all over the wall by itself. And side note, asking your toddler why or how something Uh, got done might give you a chuckle too because sometimes they are very creative in their responses and they will say the crayon just floated up along the wall and you know, it does give you a little chuckle. You do have to use that as a teachable moment to, you know, tell the truth, but you can still chuckle at things and laugh about parenthood and all the blessings that it has to offer, right? But when you're thinking about the fact that they just came up with this bogus excuse, you you can't yell and laugh at the same time. So it helps you just take a step back and remember, okay, all right, is it really that big of a deal? I'm just going to use this as a teachable moment and understand why he did what he did. So I'll simply ask, hey, bud, can you tell me why you drew all over the wall? And, you know, perhaps he thought he was Michelangelo and wanted to reap paint the Sistine Chapel, who knows? Um, but you see, once you learn that, can you really be mad at the exploration or that response? No, he was just exploring his creative juices. But again, that's a great example to show you that it's so much more important to understand the why or the how before you get frustrated And this is because this helps you to learn better ways to cultivate his gifts instead of snapping at him every time he's exploring or ripping things apart or dissecting toys just because it's not on your agenda to clean it up or teach him better ways to explore his artistic abilities. Yes, you still need to use those as teachable moments, but appreciate his gifts in in that specific moment and help him to understand, okay, maybe the wall's not the best place to draw. I'll put up a big sheet of paper instead and then you can draw on that. You know, something something that he's able to do instead when you understand why he's doing something. And plus, the more interested you are in investing in his interests instead of yelling at him for doing something wrong when he's just exploring, the more likely he will be to listen to you and respect what you're asking him to do because he's comfortable making mistakes around you. He knows you won't get mad at him for just being a kid and that will increase his confidence as well. Or bedtime is, I know, a struggle for some people, but we have to think about why our kids aren't going to sleep. It's not like they just want to lay awake and bother you. Odds are there's a reason they're not falling asleep, and sometimes it takes a little bit more investigating. But like the other day, my toddler was just laying in bed for like an hour singing after he put him to bed, and I went in there and I asked him, hey bud, what's going on? Are you having trouble sleeping? And instead of saying, you need to close your eyes and go to sleep, I asked are you having a rough time falling asleep? And he said, yeah. So I asked why, what's going on? And he told me that his sound machine was running out of batteries and that he couldn't fall asleep. And I can't fault him for that. So I replaced the batteries and he was able to fall asleep not too long after that. And I didn't yell at him and I didn't make him feel bad for not falling asleep. I just fixed the problem. But you know, your toddler might not even know it, but he could be partaking in particular behaviors just because he's bored or he wants your attention. Like I said before, giving your toddler one-on-one attention is one of the best ways to prevent those behaviors that just happen to be annoying you at the time. And I know that's not always feasible. Your time is not always feasible. It's it's precious. But think about, you're raising these little children. What, what a better way to spend those moments than to stop what you're doing and invest time in your kids. But when you're cooking dinner, take time to invite him to help you or invest the time it takes to make him feel like he's worthy of your attention because otherwise he will try to get your attention in the most inopportune ways i promise and you will not like that as much and like i said if he's too young to verbalize why he's doing something it's still important to try to understand that he is doing something for a particular reason and it's your job to help him figure out why and that might take some investigation all right now I'm going to leave you with your challenge for the week and that is to work really hard asking yourself any of these six questions before you get flustered just because your kid is being a kid or you're about to lose your frustration because your kid poured juice all over the couch which yes that is frustrating but instead use it as a teachable moment take time to learn something about why he did it maybe he was doing it because he was a a chef and he was spraying water all over the grill i don't know who knows but help him understand that and then invite him you know we did make a mess let's clean it up but Let's let's figure out in a more appropriate way to, to play this instead. But take the time to understand your kiddo and the whys behind his behaviors. And you might just find that the more you practice patience, the more your little one will want to listen and respect your requests. But just remember, kids will still be kids. <laughs> that's so important to keep in mind. But that's all from me, mama. If you liked what you've heard, please, I invite you to take a screenshot of this episode and share it in your stories on the Insta. Tag me at Michelle Shaw and I'll tag you right back in mine and we can spread the parenting love together. See you next time. Real quick before you go, if today's episode made you laugh, learn, or love your littles a little more, please head on over to iTunes, subscribe, and leave a written review for the Generation on a Mission podcast. If you're needing simple ideas to boost learning for your kiddo, be sure to follow me on Instagram at Michelle Shaw, S-C-H-A-U-F, or join our Facebook page at Generation on a Mission. See you next time.